See, we've been going on weird all episode that they go hotly the one to the one that's like Luther Vandross. <laughs> and then fucking like <laughs> Because she does actually look like You're him. Funny, she actually does look like him. But it's just like, they were having an argument. Because Hart had been, she'd been saying something like, oh, I'm not gonna, oh, if I have competition in this house, I'll rip someone's clothes up, I'll run over their belongings and stuff. Yeah. And the New York stuff went missing. Yeah. And so she went to confront her, and then she's like, oh, see, all up in her face. And Hart, she was literally absolutely deluded, literally. She had, like, delusions of grandeur all the time. <laughs> she thought she was some rich white woman from Hollywood or something. Yeah. And it's just like, no, well, whatever, you're just saying because my friends tell me I don't like Beyonce. Beyonce, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. What do you even say that? Are you out of your fucking mind, Beyonce? I thought you you really look, you know who you really look like? You look like fucking Luther Vandross. And the thing is, I didn't even think of that until she was like, oh, she just... Did they actually talk about you? Like, 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 <laughs> I'm not even... But, like, it was... <laughs> that was iconic. The thing is, why people like her, because she's iconic without trying to be. She is, yeah. That's why it was funny, because so many quotables that she came out with. She is, yeah. Or, like, they'll... Beyonce! Beyonce! <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> Yeah. I think she actually loved I think she genuinely loved him you, you think? because people at first thought oh she's playing with cameras but like she was too she actually seemed to love him like, yeah. passionately that is my man <laughs> favourite of love has got to be the most holding that ratchet show that's ever been on if that it's and no so uh, Bad Girls Club did I I don't know what Bad Girls tuning in this is black boy joy uh, it's a new podcast that we're doing it's um me kieran and my friend here ainsley uh, and it's, the general theme is like the queer black experience uh, from the perspective of two black gay black men um today we're going to look at um quite a popular topic issues coming out that we're going to be looking at today um so it's about our experiences of coming out and, and how it's affected being us. in the closet as well. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So being in the closet and coming out of the closet as well. Um, yeah, so we're going to have a chat about it and uh, see see where we end up. Yeah. So, do you want to get the ball rolling, Ainsley? <laughs> yeah, I guess like uh, maybe. So, um, like they ask, like, when did you come out? Are you mm-hmm. out? Yeah, yeah. So I'm. Let me think. I'm out. To who? Let me think. Friends. Some of my family. I still haven't told my parents yet, but I think they probably have a hunch by now, to be honest. Yeah. I probably should have told them by now as well. Um, I think I was delaying the conversation. Um, I first came out, let me think. Well, I first knew I was gay about 11. Um, the first time I actively came out to people, and it was people, some family members, it was at 18. Um, and then it's just been staggered over the years, really. Um, I'm now 29. Uh, so it's just, it's just been a bit, a bit by bit process. By, so my closet years are basically my, my teenage years basically so from 11 to about 18 that was when it was you know my deepest darkest secret uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, how about you um so i've come out much more recently um i'd say it's about a year now so um i it's been i don't know it's more i think more complex than i want to say mm-hmm. just because like i'd say i knew or had an inkling that i was gay Mm-hmm. Around like thirteen or fourteen, I don't know if it's specific. Exactly. Yeah, it's perfect. Okay. Yeah, but like when I kind of like knew I got those feelings, it's when I just tried to shut it down basically, and mm-hmm. I tried hard like repression, mm-hmm. repression, repression. Like denial is a very strong force, mm-hmm. and that denial basically let like that. I went through that for pretty much the next fourteen years. Boy. So long, yeah, yeah. Mm. it was long. It was it was long, and it was only mm. last year that um, I decided to really uh, come out to people, mm-hmm. uh, tell people, and like I said, like that was a very protracted process as well. Mm. So I did the whole. I think it was quite common with gays. I did the whole like oh, think bisexual thing, just so mm. you can like keep like one foot in the door. So stepping really... stone. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, it does get misused quite a lot. But it does, understandable, yeah. Understandable, understandable. And like, yeah. it, I think it makes it a bit easier, like the coming out process. For me, I think it made it a bit easier if I, if I said that. Because at the time, 
Mm. I don't know. For me, like, for me, I did have an attraction to women. Like, some attraction. Oh, really? Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, so it isn't as if it's, like, it's just men. Mm. But I wasn't, um, I didn't quite accept that, like, the, like, the majority of my attraction, so to speak, is towards men. So, yeah. although there is something there for women, I, I just definitely am a gay man. Would you say it's negligible, like, your attraction for women? Or, um, or maybe that's too strong of It's hard to put, like, yeah. it's hard to put, like, a number on it. Like percentages, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd I say know. if I had to, like, I sort of like very mostly gay, so maybe like 80%, 25% gay, mm-hmm. 25% like other, other way. But like, mm-hmm. uh, the important thing is that like I'm a gay man. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the coming out process was a lot longer for me because I think in my mind, I'd like pushed, I'd repressed it so much. For, yeah, a long time. For so it? long. Yeah, yeah I repressed it for so long, so. I was in denial about it. The weird thing was that, like, throughout my teenage years, like, I knew there was, like, I knew there was an, I had an attraction to men, 100%. Yeah. But, like, I was kind of, like, even though I had an attraction to men, that I wasn't gay, kind of, like, oh, really? way in my mind. Yeah, in my oh, mind, okay. I was doing it. I think for me, um, that's, I knew at 11, just when, it kind of coincided with when you hit puberty and you start having thoughts about, you know, friends and stuff. I'm thinking, oh, like, raw, I'm gay. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's like, that's like it. it probably took me a few months, but I thought, oh, wow. And also, like, you know, I grew up in the church, you grew up in the church. I mean, maybe, I don't feel like I was, like, we went to church every Sunday. I don't feel like I was in a massively strong Christian household. Obviously, there was a religious element there, but it, it never felt strict, so mm-hmm. to speak. But um, it was... When I think of it, I I went through that process where I think you, we've discussed it like in the past before, where you, it's like a kind of you try and pray the gay away. Yeah, I yeah. thought this can't be right because it contrasts with you know what I've always believed and what, what I've been taught mm-hmm. you know, from a Christian yeah. upbringing. And then just well, I don't know. Well, on one hand, it felt you know like it was a challenge, and, and on the other hand, I was just like, well, it's a bit inconvenient, really, and then you just get rid of it. Yeah, uh, it's true. So it's like, <laughs> so I think. And it's odd as well because I feel like me moving, my faith kind of dwindled because of my sexuality. Yeah. So I find it strange. I always do wonder if, if I was straight, for example, if I would, have, I would if I would have kept my religion as as, mm. as that because I kind of, I my religious beliefs and you know my devotion as it were they kind of fizzled out around about fifteen sixteen, and that was also around the same time that I accepted that I would be gay forever. Yeah. But then. You know, there are obviously there are plenty of Christians who would say that you can be gay and Christian at the same time. Yeah, it's not like you know it's going to be one or the other. Yeah. Um. So it's just I thought that was interesting, but um. Yeah. Those those like between eleven and like fifteen and sixteen, that was the kind of that was the internal struggle. Um. He kind of felt guilty. Like it felt right and wrong at the same time. Yeah. Um. And I I don't think I ever had a period. Well, maybe. I get to think about 11, I thought I liked girls, like, for a very short period of time, but I've never been in any way, I could never seriously say that I was attracted to women at any point, I've always just been, like, gay. Yeah. About it. Um, and then, I, as I said, my first, let me think, I came out to people, I think I said the came to my brother's first, but it was actually at uni, when I went to university. Yeah. Because it was, and it's easy to come out to people that I didn't know. I yeah, I get that, that. yeah. That I didn't know, but I knew that they'd be cool with it. Mm. Um... So it was like little by little, but then, you know, people chat at uni anyway, so I feel like it was a general secret. And also there were no ties from the uni I went to, to, to my home life. So yeah, even though it was in the same city. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was just a different, like, different, completely different circle. Um, so I never, I never thought things would get back to like, you know, like well, my, my, uh, my real circle, like, you know, friends mm, and family yeah. like, from way back when. Um... But but yeah, it was easy to come out to, at uni, I thought. And then I came out to two of my siblings because after my first, um, like, not semester, like, first term at uni, they were pestering me. They came, they came over Christmas. I already lived at home anyway. And, you know, they were asking, oh, what are the girls at uni saying? What are the girls at uni saying? And I was kind of swear the conversation. I was really trying to, like, you know, just, yeah. just take it into a different direction. They kept pestering and pestering. And I, think I was blurred it out. I was like, I'm gay. Like, yeah. And I think they were shocked because they were kind of taken aback because they thought I was joking at first and they were like, oh shit, he's actually being serious. Yeah. Um, and it was just, it was so awkward. I mean, we laugh about it now. Like, we've, they've made loads of jokes about it. Like, you know, yeah. Said, like, you know, kind of, like, I'm gay, okay, okay. <laughs> 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 so 
like backed into a corner. But, yeah. Um, like we can we can joke about it now, but it was that was different because that's the first time I kind of felt like I, have, I properly came out to someone, mm-hmm. and it, it wasn't. I didn't. It wasn't like a premeditated. Like, oh, right, I'm gonna sit these people down and have a discussion with them. It was more of a like a a reaction. Right, like okay. Yeah, so it was kind of like done under duress. You'd say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can laugh about it now, which, which, yeah. which is the main thing. And um. I think they were a bit upset at the time. Yeah. But then, but obviously, they were like, I was eighteen, and they were nineteen, just a year older than me. Um, but now it's just, it's just not, nothing, not yeah. nothing at all, really. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, do you remember? So, you just kind of came out like the last year or so. Pretty much, yeah. Is it was a no one who had you? Had you told that you no one else before? So, um, I told people basically. So. Um, I, when I moved to London, I think I said in the last episode that I moved um, five years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, when I moved here, I started getting into, I got into a relationship with a guy. That, like When I moved to it, kind of like when I really started exploring like sexuality. Like mm-hmm. um, I think I did it, so like when I got here, I came here for a master's degree. And then um, I joined like the dating apps, not Grindr, I think. It was just Tinder. And, oh, I, right, and yeah. I, I did it for both men and women. Mm. And then I went on a really horrendous date with uh with one per- with one guy. How so? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I might I might leave that story for another podcast. Okay, enough, um, it, is, it is funny. Okay, it's hilarious. Okay, look forward to that. And then the next uh, <laughs> the next guy I um, next guy I met I ended up getting into a relationship with for. Oh, like three years, and in that time, mm. I was in the closet the entire time. Three years, and that, that was, he wasn't, a, was that long distance, or he was, like, around? Like, so, we both in the same city? Wasn't, yeah, we were both in the same city. I lived mm-hmm. in South London, he lived in North London. Mm-hmm. So, like, I was being really shady, basically, like... Was he out? He was out, yeah, but, like, he wasn't, like, I guess you'd say, on the scene. Mm-hmm. He was, like, just, yeah. So, yeah, and um, he, like, he didn't, like, he didn't like going out necessarily, like... We were very much like indoor doing our own thing. Mm. So when that happened, I told maybe like one or two friends. But again, I, I didn't. I wouldn't even say that I came out to them then. I just told them that I'm dating a guy, basically. I was in like it might. It was like a transient thing. Like it wasn't like a... not necessarily transient, but just right. like I'm dating a guy. But like I hadn't really talked to them about my sexuality. Is that right. like because I think the first person I told. Uh, I kind of told them under pressure as well because mm-hmm. um, that was when um, the guy that I ended up getting into a relationship with, he told me basically, like, he texted me and told me that like he was in love with me and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I did not know how to deal with it because oh, yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I did not know how to do that at all. So I so I texted her and that that particular friend for like basically advice like what do I say to this person? <laughs> so when you when you said to them that you were you were dating a guy, yeah, as in. I didn't sound like you were seeing someone you don't know how it's going. Did, did they ever know I'm that you were in a proper relationship? Yeah, they did. did. Okay, yeah, right. they did. So yeah. did. Okay, right. So, um, but I don't know. Like I said, like I was being like really shady, like, um, like going like staying out of the house and not coming back for like a while because I was with him and I wasn't quite explaining or make up like really like. Shoddily, um, mm. I actually like, worked out lies on like what, what I was doing and stuff. Feeble excuses. Stuff <laughs> yeah, like, stuff like that. How did you How did you go about dating? Like, I mean, did you go out for food? Like, yeah, for meals did, and yeah, stuff? I went out all the time. And like, did, you, did you think Did you think you appeared to be a gay couple or just two mates out or what? And how did you feel about like being out I, in public so, with them? I like, think like when we were in public, we held hands and stuff. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, that's, like, okay. Um, not often, to be fair. Like, yeah. we're, like we're up to people, like, arm swinging, like, hand swinging with each other, road, skipping yeah. down the road and everything like that. <laughs> but, like, cause for me, like, being in the closet, like, I was in, like, so I was in another city, so I was so far removed away from mm. what you were saying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was so far removed from, like, anyone that you could, I just knew, because it was such a huge city, mm. it, this is not going to get back to anybody. There we are, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so, um, in terms of actually, like, the process of dating, that was pretty open, so, like, okay. we could go out, we could do whatever we want, that wasn't, the issue was, that obviously, um, there were parts of my life that he wouldn't be able, like, I didn't let him be a part of. So like mm. birthday parties and stuff that I'd have other people there he never came to. Did you did you did you ever consider him going there and just you know, just pretending to be friends or? Um, we did. We talked about it, but 
Um, I don't think, yeah, he wasn't really comfortable with that for obvious reasons, which is, like, completely fine. But, yeah, like, obviously, looking back at that time, I, we were in a relationship and we loved each other, but it was very, like, it was toxic, I'd say, or, like, I, I, mm. I like, my, like, me being in the closet and not being totally open with our relationship meant that I, like, was engaging in toxic behaviours because mm. I wasn't ready to deal with, like... Yeah being gay how did he because i mean i suppose like how do you feel like he felt about you being in the closet because if it went on for three years yeah i'm sure he would have had some reservations but at the same time it can't bother them too 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 much i guess for for, so long yeah i think it did so um basically from the very start i always knew that like this is going to become an issue at some point yeah so what I tried to do was like overcompensate in other areas. So um, if um, like try and give like go extra with like any support that he needed, yeah, any help, anything else to try and offset the fact that like there's this part of our relationship which normally you'd be able to do that we weren't doing. Mm. Of course, that only lasts so long. Yeah, you can only compensate for so long. Yeah, yeah. and I uh, basically like we talked about it a few times. But I don't think I really took it seriously. Like. Mm when he talked about, like, us not being out. Because basically, if you're dating someone, if you're in a relationship with someone, and they're in the closet, it's like you're in the closet as well. Yeah, yeah, because... Yeah, you can't be as open and expressive as you want to be. Did he ever... ever persuade you or pressure you to come out? Never put, yeah, he never put any pressure on me to come out. Never, never made you feel like... Any, like slightly guilt or anything like that or ever never asked you or anything? Yeah, he never asked me to... Have yeah. you considered? Like, yeah, he never asked me to come out. Really? Yeah, I think he kind of just, like, left it to me. Like, I'd made it quite clear that, like, I hadn't come out from mm. the very start. But, like, we had had conversations. We had had, like, arguments about it. Like, not heated arguments, but he was basically saying that, like, if anything happened to me, he wouldn't know what, like, he would, like, he would, I wasn't sure if he'd be able to visit me in hospital or anything like that, and that mm. really upset him. Yeah. And I don't think at the time I necessarily talked that seriously. Yeah. Um, when you eventually split up, how was that to how how much do you think the closet element had to do with the split up? Was it completely unrelated? Why it, was she spoke the end? it was one hundred percent related. Right, so yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, like I said, because it's such a huge part of your life, it does affect every, like, pretty much like every facet of it. Mm. So I think I'd be doing a disservice to my ex to say that it wasn't because it was it was an yeah. issue. Um, but like. We ended the relationship because, like, I feel, I feel it's kind of like cliche, kind of like going apart, kind of. Yeah. But me, but me, um, not being out definitely one hundred percent was a contributing factor to that. And actually, like, we're talking about it now. I think I can be quite candid about it. But like, mm. I know that I've caused problems for him. Um, what him going forward to me? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. In what way? Like, I don't know. Like, um, obviously, I don't want to talk about too much of his business because we're not, um, yeah, yeah, we're not in a relationship anymore. But yeah, I think like he's like things to do with, like confidence and things like that, and just yeah, just the way it, the way it ended, I mm. think as a result of me not dealing with my issues, I think made things worse. And honestly, like I feel off, I feel horrible about that. Like. Right really horrible like i i could apologize we don't talk anymore but i could not i can't apologize enough for like i don't suppose you've spoken to him since you've come out no so um when we were breaking up we spoke a few times but basically he just ghosted so he didn't like he didn't ghost in a bad way but he i think he's made clear that he just didn't want me in his life anymore Uh and that that's fair enough Best, yeah. yeah. Sometimes that's yeah. That's for the it's like for the best. Mm. And now I don't I don't try and text him anymore because like I think yeah he's made it clear that like we're not gonna we're not gonna be in each other's lives. Mm. So yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oof, that was a lot to unpack, wasn't it? Just that was yeah. <laughs> that was a lot. But um, yeah, I'm trying to be honest about it now, and mm. I think I don't know. Like I said, like nothing I can nothing I do now will will take away from like any of the issues that I caused because of me and my situation. But I think the best like, thing I can do f- like going forward is like learn from it, mm. talk about those experiences, like, and just like try and grow from it. So from reading in the closet, um, 
and I'll ask you the question and see if I can answer it for myself as well, but what, what did you fear the most about having to come out or being exposed? So... Like, particularly when you were in the relationship, like, what did you fear the most? Like, basically, just, like, rejection, isn't it? Like, mm. um, that's what it boils down to. It's, like, rejected, being rejection, that, yeah, being rejected, people not think, like, judging me, people not thinking about me, like, see me differently to the way they saw me mm. beforehand. Like, those, those were the biggest issues of, like, yeah, the judgment, the shame. Because, obviously, when I was in the closet, when I was doing it, I was ashamed, basically. Like, I, it, yeah. that's what it boils down to. I was ashamed that I was dating a man that had all these feelings for someone of the same sex as me. Yeah. And so, it boiled down to... It, I think that was part of it, but I think the biggest issue was that, like, I hadn't dealt with my shame about it. Yeah. So every time, so I couldn't, like, I didn't want to tell anybody else about it because I didn't want people to, like, be a part, like, be privy to this part that, like, even though, like, I had good times, like, we loved, we definitely loved each other, mm-hmm. but I didn't want to be part, like, of, of, like, this thing that caused such a great, such a cause of, like, fear and shame for me. Yeah, I think similar, well, it's probably similar for a lot of gaming, but certainly for me, it was, it was, um, I suppose shame and also... It's not quite the same, but embarrassment because I yeah, I thought yeah. it was I, I kind of felt on my head to, oh being gay is a bit silly kind of thing <laughs> yeah I thought yeah. Um, and I, like and it didn't make sense and I thought it was, like it didn't suit me and mm. it was something it was like it was like it was this inconvenient thing you can't get rid of and try to shake off and it's just always there um, yeah like a boomerang or something um, and I still have those feelings and I'll probably touch on it in the last episode but I I still feel. I think I'm still a, way, a long way from accepting like, you know, that I'm gay or, or being completely comfortable with it, rather. Yeah. Because um, I've not told my parents yet. Um, probably in, we've been in scenarios where you've got friends, especially friends that are female, and you tell them that your parents, like, they, you haven't told them again, like, oh, a mum must know, like, you know, yeah, you haven't like, told them they know by now. Like, yeah, I just want to say, like, <laughs> yeah, um, um, that's, that sort of thing, like, when people say stuff like that, I don't think they realise that it's really not helpful. When mm. people, it's really, really not helpful when people say stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I feel like people say it as if, like, oh, it just should be easier for you to tell. I think, you know what it is, and I think it's more, less to do with ignorance, but I think they just can't appreciate that, what a big deal it is. Even mm. if, even from their perspective, oh, it's not a big deal. Because I think they think, because it doesn't matter to them, I think it doesn't, it might not be a big deal to you, but from our perspective, we know that not, not everyone's going to be comfortable, especially in the, like, you know, being black and being gay—it's not, it's yeah. not, not even just particular to the black community at all. But um, it's—we can't assume that everyone's going to be cool with it, and that's where the fear comes out. I think yeah. if you knew that everyone, everyone you knew, just literally just didn't even care. Yeah, it, I don't think coming out would be a big deal at all. But you, mm. it's the case of you have to—you have to know that once this information's out, you can't control who knows, mm. and yeah. it's going to spread across a lot of people. That was one of the people things, aren't yeah, that was one of the things that, like, really put me off from telling people. Mm-hmm. But, like, I could tell individual people, but I knew that, like, once I told, like, <clears throat> I told particular people, because obviously, like, I'm in quite a big group of friends, like, back mm-hmm. at home in Birmingham, but once I told one person, it's only a matter of time before they knew. Yeah. And I don't think I was ready for everybody to know. Mm. And obviously, like, that did happen. And um, I'm not sure how well I dealt with that when it when it did. Yeah. So it's hard. Yes, I remember um, saying that, like, cause when I was dating, when I was in that relationship, even people I lived with, I didn't tell. Did you... Also, sorry, there's another question going back to the relationship. Um, did you hang around with him and his friends at all? Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. So, like I said, um, he was quite a homebody, so the most of the time we'd be just the two of us. Yeah. But we did hang out with his friends. So you yeah. Know, so you lose friends. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. I, I was as open as I was willing to be, basically. But, um, so we hung out with his friends. Um, I, like, we even, like, we went away, like, we went on staycation sometimes. Okay. Not for long, on for a couple of days, mm-hmm. each time. Um, so we did, like, we did do normal couple stuff, and like I said, like, I don't want to say, I don't want people to think that it was all doom and gloom, because it wasn't. There were periods where we both made each other, like, yeah. very happy. I think if you're together three years, there's no way it could have been all, like, like, you know, doom and gloom. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, of course <laughs> not. But it just, like I said, like the way it ended was just mm. like, was not, was not good. And that is something that I've definitely taken on mm. afterwards. 
So um, after it happened, I thought I've been single ever since. So I've been single for about a year now. Mm-hmm. What I dated is like a guy kind of like on and off. Mm-hmm. And this was a guy that I had like very strong feelings for. And um, I kind of like, I kind of, even though I didn't mean to, I kind of like saw myself going through the same patterns of behaviour again with my ex-boyfriend. Yeah. With this new person. And so this one was like a lot more confident and he'd been out for long and he, not necessarily on the scene, but like he wears more of his queerness on his like, as a badge on So it's something yeah. he's proud of. Goes to, um, he's quite political as well. Goes to like marches or whatever. Mm-hmm. So um, he like one evening sat me down and was like, "We can't really be in a relationship if you're not out of the closet." And he was like, um, "He was like, you don't really know who you are," which I took issue with at the time with you saying that, and you need to figure mm-hmm. out stuff for yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's what really prompted me to come out to people because I didn't want like my situation to be the reason why another relationship would break down. So you did you come out while you was. Seeing him, kind of like, and yeah, in together. between. I, I wasn't sure at what point. Um... So that was so chronologically. It was in September mm-hmm. of uh, last year. Yeah. No, yeah, September of last year. Right. So kind of like I said, we were like dating on and off, kind of like really good friends, but friends with benefits. It was like a really weird situation because we weren't in a relationship, mm. but we were kind of acting and a little the, bit. And the proximity was there. Yeah. So, but but just a check. So you kind of came out during. Like when you were seeing someone. Yeah, kind of. If it, was, it wasn't a special relationship, but you were seeing someone. Yeah. Um, that's interesting, actually. So you kind of... Do you feel like you kind of came out together? Well, obviously, he's already out, but it's... No, I, it, it was, was sort of, completely a sight. Very ill-separate. I'm assuming he didn't... Compi- he kind of gave you, like, maybe the last push to go... Definitely, yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Um, like I said, like, I did have quite a strong feeling for him. And, um, cause I just didn't want, like I said, I didn't want that to be the reason why things wouldn't work between us. Like, mm. I was like desperate for that not to be the case. So I told like my inner inner circle first. Mm. Um, I told, yeah, I told them, um, it was one evening and then I kind of like widened the circle. Yeah. So I remember actually like when I told my older cousin who lives in London as well, it was actually really funny. Because um, we were in a bar, we were in like um, a pub, we were just having a drink as we, as we do. And he wanted yeah. to come, but mm-hmm. I hadn't told my old cousin about it, about like me being in a relationship, me being like seeing this guy basically. Yeah. But he wanted, to, he wanted to come for a drink of us, and I was like, you know, I know we can handle it. Uh-huh. So I just told him there and then basically that like this guy's coming off on a few dating for So that was, that was you coming out? To him, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, and, yeah, <laughs> so he had, like, about 15 minutes to, like, just to be okay with it. So, so um, how did you... What was the wording? What did you, what did you say? Like? So I was, like... Because <laughs> I was texting at the time, and he was basically, like... I was like, oh, yeah, so, um... I'm dating a guy. And we've dated for a few, like, for a few... Uh, for, like, a couple of months. He'd come in, like, he'd come in now for a drink with us. <laughs> drop the bomb. Like, drop it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I basically like, dropped that bomb, and then like, but it was fine. It was genuinely, it was fine. Did he? Like, did he? What, did he ask me any questions? Or what was it? Not really? really. Yeah. Not really. I didn't really ask mm. any. Yeah, I didn't really ask any questions. Like, it's calm. It was just completely calm. Like, yeah. there, were only, there were, I feel like there are only certain people you can do that thing with. Yeah. And because we're very close. If it's a close cousin, then yeah, you, you find us. Yeah. yeah. Like, obviously, I don't have any siblings, so I didn't have any of them to tell. What, um, my two cousins are ones that, yeah, mm-hmm. are the ones that... You're all the same age, aren't you? Um, so the youngest one, uh-huh. or the younger one, I should say, is two years, about two years younger than us. Oh, right, okay, I didn't know that, okay. But, um, but me and this older one, like, I say it's older, but it's only, like, six months between us. Like, same, five, school six months. Year, yeah, same, same school year, aren't you? Same school year, so... Okay. Um, Sounds... That's, um, I think that's hilarious just wait for, oh yeah by the way yeah by the way <laughs> literally like he was getting up to like go get us some pints and I just yeah. like dropped it then it's <laughs> <laughs> so, alright then what are you having like? yeah literally that was what it was like and so he got a drink for him and then he came and then we just had like we, it was uh, such fucking such a nice evening actually between the three of us mm. it was lovely yeah I think for mine let me think I don't feel like I've had too many, like, coming out conversations. So, there's definitely two of my brothers. Um, the other ones that, like, kind of... Well, but we're on the spot. After that, 
have two other brothers, another two. Now, one of them found out from the first two I told. Yeah. But I've never ever spoken to him about being gay. Like, he's never asked me. I think, I think he's is probably waiting for me to bring it up. Yeah. So we've never spoken about it. There's never been any hints dropped, or we've never even got anywhere near that subject. And then the other brother I told just very like how you did with um with your cousin. Yeah. So mine it was just a case of um I think he was I think he just asked if I was seeing anyone. I was like no, and I was like oh, I'm gay by the way. So yeah, I think he kind of he was slight only slightly surprised. He said that he considered he maybe thought about it growing up. Yeah. Um, and also I think his best friend is gay as well. Obviously he knows lots of gay people, so it was I think it was pretty um. It's not really big news at all. Um, and then who else have I had to have like a proper conversation with? I think an old work colleague who you know. Um, and that was... <laughs> yeah, I think, who, who I'm thinking of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, I think it's just, that was a case of them asking me about, oh, how are you like with girls and something like that. It was, and it, I just very matter-of-factly just dropped it in the conversation. The reaction was quite yeah. theatrical and it was quite funny actually. Because we were talking, what were we speaking about? Um... We were talking because like, this was very the early stage of getting to know that this friend is now a really good friend now, um, and we just talked about general, you know, socialising around at and around the city at our age and whatnot. She's talking about my personality because I think she's basically saying that I was quite reserved, quite quiet, and I'm just like, yeah, that's just how I've always been. And she's like, well, how is that like for the ladies? But I, I don't feel like she was um, kind of asking loaded questions. Yeah. Because we were driving at the time, she nearly crashed the car when I told her. It's like it's like one o'clock in the morning, like just in like freaking yeah. down Hacker Road in Birmingham, we were driving. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I generally thought she, um, I think she, I think she said she had like a tiny hunch, but you know when you, I think it's more of a case of when you have a hunch in your head, but it's like subconscious, you haven't actually stopped and thought about it at any point. Yeah. Think, oh, I actually, kind of. Oh yeah. I think that's sense. what you said about me when I came up to you. Like you kind of knew, or like you had it in your mind, but like I, it's odd one because I always assumed you were without even thinking about it yeah um so it's a uh, it's it's strange i think because well i don't know but it's i think over the years i've not had to really have too many oh by the way i'm gay like sit down conversations i mean i only say tell my parents dude i think it's a bit i feel bad now because i know that even though i'm not 100 percent comfortable with it i'm comfortable enough where i could have told them quite a long time ago so I yeah feel like i'm kind of doing them a disservice by not being honest with them if I was the kind of person where I hadn't told anyone, then it would be different. But I was thinking, like, so many people know that yeah. I, I haven't told them. I, think yeah. so. I feel a bit discourteous, actually, to be honest. But um, it is, well, see. it's <laughs> really, it's that, that part of actually the whole coming out experience is like one thing that we don't talk about that much. And it's actually like really hard because obviously, mm. when I did get around to telling like those two cousins um, for me, for instance, mm. I think they may have been upset. I think they don't, I don't think they definitely were upset that I hadn't told them before. Mm. And not only that I hadn't told them, but that I told other people and not them. And obviously we're supposed to be close, we're supposed to be like really close. Yeah. And they're supposed to tell each other like pretty much everything. Like we're supposed, yeah. like, supposed to tell each other like the good, the bad, the ugly. It's everything, yes. Yeah. But, <laughs> like, I, it's hard for me to explain to them that like, I didn't not tell you because I didn't want to. It's mm. like, it's because... I didn't know how to, I just couldn't deal with it, and I wanted to tell people with more degrees of separation, so... Yeah, because I've, I've, I've gone through the same, well, I think we've had the same experience, I, don't know, I imagine a lot of gays have the same experience, where they see, well, the people close to you think, why haven't you told me sooner? Um, yeah. Because my, the first two of my brothers I told, because they thought that as well, because they said to me, I, think, I remember when, when, when I told them I was gay, they said, oh, how long have you known? Because I think they thought it was a recent development, so bear in mind, I'm 18 at the time. I said to them, I've known since I was 11. Yeah. And they're like, what? And then we're shocked after that. Yeah. I think they felt insulted in a way. Yeah. And it's a case of, you're not tell, you didn't tell them because you, didn't, because you don't rate them and don't care about them. It's just because you are close to them and you're scared of the, re- the rejection. And yeah. it's, it's, it's a very personal thing. If you tell someone that doesn't know you from Adam, it's yeah. just much easier because they, just, because they mm. don't know you. Like, yeah. There's no proximity there. And it's probably just useless information to them. Whereas if you talk, tell someone that's cl- that is close to you, there's like there's a there's just other conversations that need to be had. And yeah, it's from, true. from that point, it's like a process, isn't it? It's not like you just mention it once and it's done. Like, yeah, it's, and obviously, like once you do come out with it, it's one of the things that once it's out of the bottle, it can never go back in again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so just released. <laughs> yeah, it is, and like I don't think people quite appreciate that, like. It, it can be like incredibly difficult and, and it feels it's very personal it feels very personal yeah. to you as well 
I mean, to a straight person, sexuality is pretty much by the by. No one cares. It but is, yeah. When you get, it's like because it's a part of you that you've been so ashamed of. You kind of you feel a bit protective over the secret. Mm-hmm. So as soon as you tell someone, you know it's going to be out there. It's you feel like you're exposing a big part of yourself. Definitely, yeah. Um, and I've, you know, I've, I've never really. I don't think that's particularly poignant. But I've only, I've only just realised that, like, literally right now when I'm just talking, that um. It's it's feeling like open and vulnerable. It makes you feel vulnerable. For sure, you? Yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. Um, like coming out is probably one of the most like vulnerable things that you can do because like yeah. you are literally. I feel like whenever I do it, I'm putting myself at somebody else's mercy. Yeah. Because obviously, like we live in a much more tolerant society than we did like 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. But still, like you don't you don't always know for sure how someone's gonna react to it, exactly. how they're gonna treat you after they know. I feel in my experience, I've thought that. I feel like it's going to be a bit of a generalisation, but like when I tell straight men, I feel like the way they are towards me changes. Yeah. So, whereas they might see us one of the lads before, yeah. quite often, you know, they're still they're perfectly civil and pleasant, but they kind of seem wary of you all of a sudden, mm-hmm. and like yeah. the, there is a bit of an odd dynamic. So, I don't know how people perceive, but I, I don't think I've always, um, I come across as like conspicuously gay, so I have to kind of put effort into telling people, I think it's obvious to be honest, but I'm told it's not, but it's like, I sometimes feel it's a bit easier if you're obviously gay, because then you don't have to work, I don't think you have to worry about, you know, doing gymnastics and manoeuvring, thinking, oh, at what point am I going to tell this person, if it's, yeah. then it would have to be easier if someone knows from the beginning, in yeah. a way, um, then you don't have to work into the conversation I know the way people say oh but nobody cares in the same age but you, it's not it's never going to be a case of that across the board yeah. you also have to consider where you are your audience if you tell someone what's it going to affect like when it comes to things like work um, I don't I don't think I've worked anywhere where I thought it's going to I'm going to be a massive disadvantage if I tell someone but I know that it's not, you know, you, there, there'll, be, there'll be plenty of people who will work somewhere where mm. they wouldn't want the information to get out. Yeah. For example. Yeah. Um, was that just interesting? I'm, um, I've got a question, actually. Like, yeah. do you ever feel like it's easier to tell, like, a certain group? So, for instance, mm-hmm. like, um, with the coming out, obviously, like, it, go, it should go without saying that, like, I feel like people who are straight always think that, like, coming out is basically like, there's one big party. I just come out and like you just tell people you're gay and that's it. But it's, yeah. it's not like, like you have to come out. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. like, like, so you get a big dress and everything. And yeah, I know. Like, yeah, <laughs> and like have like fireworks coming out, like, yeah. coming out and stuff. And it, it is. I think it's glamorous and yeah, yeah. and it, and it's not. But I find this is probably bad. But I find it easier to tell certain groups of people than others. So, for instance, I find it easier to tell women. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, and like if I hate to say it, but like. Um, I find it like Tell if you what you're saying. Yeah, if it's easy, <laughs> if it's easy to tell white women necessarily, mm-hmm. or maybe even black women as well, if it's easy to tell women. It's conversely, I find it so much more difficult to tell black men, like about my yeah that I'm gay. Do you know what? I can't answer that because in general with black men, I don't even mention it. Yeah, um, and no, and no, black men don't ask that question. I find. Um, no, you know what? I've only just realised that now. I think if I, if I give the information that's usually to women, because usually usually feel like safe, and like they don't really care. It does feel, um, yeah, it does. Because yeah. I get irritated when you get the ones that try and put you in the gay best friend box, and that's of course, or like try make it like their pet homosexual. Yeah. That's, that's a different topic. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but with black women, it doesn't come up, and I think it might be a case of either they can't see that I'm gay, or they might think it and don't say anything. But I would never. It never naturally comes in conversation with black men, I find. But I feel um, like that's. But I, I feel like that's not a coincidence. Yeah, exactly. Because it's it's a safety thing as well. I'm thinking mm. I don't want the hassle. Like if you go to barbers, for example, um, I, I would never I'd say. That yeah, shit. I would listen, never listen, say. Listen, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I pretend to be a, a Bible tag homophobe before I actually came out in the barber shop. Absolutely no. No, it's true. Yeah, yeah. It does not feel like a safe space for no. you to come out with it. And you know, I th- I think in this day and age that like, there'll be a lot who just wouldn't care as well. Um, but you just I just thought I would hate that chance, ridiculously man. vulnerable if I yeah. said anything in there. Um, True, like yeah. I definitely think attitudes are changing. Like even like you know amongst you know, it sounds really bad to say even amongst our community, but um, like in in the barbershop setting, it just 
it just nah. There's just you got to know your audience sometimes. I think that kind of shit just just uh, stumped. Just don't have to I wouldn't say yeah. yeah. I wouldn't <laughs> say. But um, obviously, like um, one thing that I always say about like my experience, and I think that goes like across that goes across the board for most uh, gay people, most queer people of color, yeah. is that like cause there's two feet. I think there's two obstacles kind of to uh-huh. like um, being gay or like accepting being gay and being happy about it. Uh-huh. One is religion. Mm-hmm. So obviously you we mentioned before that we were both like raised in the church, went to church services. Like I went like in my teenage years, we went like weekly. Mm-hmm. But also culture as well. Yes, yeah. So uh, for me, for instance, like so in my household, like uh, my mom represents kind of like religion, like the religion aspect of it. Yeah. But my dad represents the culture, the yeah. cultural aspect of it, mm-hmm. and that's kind of the same with like black men, especially in like barbershops in that sort of setting, yeah. where like not only like it's it not only is it seen as sinful, but it's like something that's like. Just so above and we just don't, like, yeah, it's like a, we don't do that shit. Over yeah, here. exactly. Like, just like, mean that we don't. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. It's um yeah, definitely cultural. I don't. I feel I've been fortunate where even though you know we've got a strong Jamaican influence in my family, I've, I don't think in my immediate family in any case I've never felt that you know I couldn't say it, but my mom has the there's a, there's a religious element with my mom, but. I honestly feel, even though I feel I've got my reservations about coming out, I don't feel like I'd be kind of like cast out, not physically, not literally cast out, but I don't yeah. feel like I'd kind of be cast out, like, oh, you know, you know, son of mine, blah, blah, blah. I don't think that would happen, even though there is a strong religious element yeah. to it. But culturally, um, it takes a long time for things to change, and I just, I've, I think we'll probably, we'll probably develop a defence mechanism that I'm realising I just don't mention it around black men it just yeah. doesn't come up unless if I think it's someone like you know our kind of age our generation yeah. and you're in like a, a different if you're in like a typically western setting somewhere for example like just out and about then it wouldn't even it, would, it, it wouldn't matter to me if you're somewhere that if you've got if you're in some kind of circle circle, circle which um, overlaps with with church or maybe like a big family reunion or something like yeah. it's a very like you know cultural black setting um, when then with men I just it, I don't know I kind of I swear the topic or kind of shut down that side of my and and that's bad, you know, when I think about it. Mm. But it's it's like a survival tactic, really, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And like I said, even like in this time in twenty nineteen, I think there are more people that don't care than we probably realise. Yeah, no, but I agree. It's just yeah. it's easy to take the position of just being cautious. I guess. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Like so, um, in my family setup, so like, I've told my mum. Mm-hmm. She's she knows I haven't told my dad yet. And I'm trying to, like, build up, like, the nerve to, like, just come out with it and say. Mm. Because even though, like, I say I've come out, because I say I've come out because, most importantly, I've come out to myself. Yes, yeah. And I've accepted it. And like I said, like, I'm proud, I'm working on being prouder of, like, trying to deal with any internalised homophobia. But, like, because I haven't told, like, one, this it's pretty much the last person that I feel like I need to tell. Yeah. And because um, I haven't told him, I, that part of me still feels like I'm hiding. And I just don't want to, I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. But, like, it's so, it's just so incredibly difficult. Like, the way I was raised, when I was growing up, like, it was just, it was made, like, I knew, knew in no certain terms mm-hmm. that this is just, like, horrendous. Like, um, obviously we know in tradition of, like, dance hall and bashment, like, the things yeah. they say about us. And these, like, this kind of, like, this kind of media was, like, being, reg- like, regularly... Uh-huh. Um, played in like in my household. And do you think that subscribes to the same? Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah, like, without a doubt. Yep. Yeah, without without a doubt. Mm. Yeah, I think his views have relaxed somewhat in certain time, like um, as time has gone by. Yeah, but like, yeah, that that is the reason why I haven't um, I haven't I haven't told him, and my reason why I'm just so afraid to say now. No, I understand the fear. But then when I hear that, I feel bad for not telling my parents because I don't, I I wouldn't get a bad reaction like that. So I think for you, I see it's genuinely difficult to tell one of your parents there. Yeah. With myself, it's just well, I feel like it'd be an awkward conversation, but it wouldn't be. I'm not gonna get rejected, or you know, no one's gonna. So yeah, I don't think like to clarify, I don't think I'll be rejected by them. No. I don't think they'll be disowned. Like, I'm their only child, so like, like there's they can't a str- there'll be a strong me. reaction to it, though. Do you think like? Oh. 
Maybe not even like action, but in his head is for sure. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I don't know. How, how do you? What do you think the best way to go? I mean, how do you go about telling your mum actually? Like. Um. So I made a plan for it basically. Okay. okay cool. I'm listening. So I knew I always knew that I wanted to tell my parents separately. I didn't want to deal with both of their issues. Mm-hmm. Um. Twice. I like at the same time. So I knew that I wanted to tell her, and I knew I wanted, to, I wanted to tell her out of the house. So I came back home um, one day from, um, yeah, well, one day from London, and on the way back she dropped me to the um, to the train station. Mm-hmm. And we went for brunch, and I just told her at brunch basically that like, I faced because I was the, um, the guy that I was seeing at the time. I was having a few issues with, but the way that I faced it was like I'm dating a guy. So we dealt with that issue first. So like I'm dating a guy. Mm. And like before that, I dropped some hints. When I knew what I was gonna tell her, I dropped some hints basically. Mm-hmm. Okay. And she picked up on those hints, right. which uh, which was good. So I came out with it. Um, she told me that she like accepted it. Now, well, she said that she was okay. That she can't judge. Yeah. Um, sorry. That's what I was trying to say. Um, yeah. It was tough telling her, but I'm glad that I did it. I think well you've got you've always had quite a strong relationship with your mum, haven't you? Yeah, I do. And it's not suffered at all, has it? It's just you think. No, it hasn't suffered, but I feel like there are still times and she doesn't quite like. She's definitely okay with like she's okay with it, but I'm not sure. I think she still thinks it's like sinful because she's quite religious, yeah. Yeah, and I really hate the image of her thinking like I'm gonna go to hell basically. Mm -hmm. That like plays on my mind like all the time. So, yeah, so, like, ultimately, it went well, it went okay. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about it since. So, I've got a friend, and he came out to his parents um, a bit before me. Mm-hmm. And he was like, it's a good idea. Because, obviously, when you tell them, you, you both go through a lot of emotion at the time, which we mm-hmm. did. Yeah. But he was like, it's a good idea to, like, have a follow-up with them. So, if there's any questions that they want to ask or anything they want to know about. Yeah, because not going to necessarily ask them right there. Yeah, so, yeah. we did that. And that was a hard, that was a hard conversation. And like I said, like she's like I think she is okay with it, and she does accept me and whatever. Mm. But like I still like it makes me so upset to think that like she thinks I'm gonna be like going to like, eternal damnation for it. Yeah, it's it's not because because religion is such because in the in the black community, if someone's religious, more, more times they've, they've had it since like their whole life. Yeah, and I don't know what your religious views are necessarily. I'm quite you know I'm agnostic to atheists essentially yeah. even though I've had my Christian upbringing and I know my mum like I've told my mum in the past that I'm not that I am like pretty much atheist yeah and she I don't think she found it tough to accept it but she she was upset with that um, so I know with her if I brought up something if I told her it was gay even though I think she wouldn't I, I wouldn't necessarily have to see like a big, a, a visually, a, a strong visual reaction. I know yeah. she would, might think along the same lines of, because well, I really so strong with her that, you know, that, oh, you're going to go to hell or whatnot. But it's just the reality of well, something that we have to deal with. We have to deal with, yeah. yeah. Right, we can't run away from it necessarily. Mm. So to uh, answer your question, so um, I still believe in God and I believe in a Christian God. Um, I pray sometimes, but I don't go to church anymore. Mm. Um, I find it hard to I find it hard to reconcile like my sexuality with religion. Okay. Because yeah. I feel like part of the reason why I just lived in denial of so much shame was because when I like when I was watching sermons or listening to sermons tell mm. like and telling me that like me be like the werewolf was unnatural mm. yeah. and like was yeah, like I really took it on. Yeah, and I think that's where the shame has come from, basically. Mm. So I can't subscribe necessarily to to religion in the same way because that's I feel like part of the reason why I've got so much issues now with like my self image and like my mental health at times. Mm-hmm. So it's a hard one. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I don't know. Yeah, it's hard. I don't have. Yeah. Um, I'm all still working it out to be fair as well. Um, it is. Yeah. It'd be interesting having this conversation like another ten years time and seeing. Um, where we are. Well, now that it's recorded, I guess that like, listening to it would be, yeah. Oh God, yeah. I don't hate listening to that stuff, but it's they have to anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah. One thing I did want to say, like I know we're coming uh, more towards the end of our time. I think I do want to kind of um, 
talked about the idea of like coming out to yourself and like mm. um, accepting yourself because this whole coming out issue and this whole like leaving the closet thing like obviously we look at um, different things in the media saying that how great it is to come out you should come out but nobody ever told me this whole issue about like actually coming out to yourself first mm-hmm. and accepting it yourself first that like, nobody told me that yeah and, and I think that's an ongoing thing as well yeah. it's, not, it's not the kind of thing you just do it once have one conversation and then that's it it's yeah exactly mm-hmm. but like I didn't even th- I didn't even think about like how important that other concept would be mm-hmm. kind of like just accept just like actually like going in yourself and being at peace with yourself before you um, you give this information to other people yeah and I think that is like that is just so important mm-hmm. um another thing I wanted to ask is like is there any advice you have for someone like who like on the whole coming out process or like kind of like still being in the closet or stuff oh well, that's a tricky one I think if I address coming out I think that for most people it's coming out to family slash their parents. Yeah. Um, it's going to vary from person to person. I would, I don't even know how helpful it's going to be, but I, I would think the most comfortable way to do it is when you're not living at home. If it would depend, if you think your parents would be quite accepting, Yeah. Um, then it doesn't. this probably doesn't apply. But I would say maybe when you have your own space, mm. um, just so there's that separation there. I think going back to what you said as well, that you'd maybe you'd aim to sit down and have a conversation with them and then you'd follow it up at a later stage. Mm. Um, and I'd say just plan what you want to say. To a dev sure. Plan yeah, what you I would say that. I'd say plan what you want to say. Um, obviously, you know, you don't need like a PowerPoint presentation, but give yourself... <laughs> say, it's like give yourself some structure yeah. without it being too formal. Yeah. Um, and and also another situational thing, I think another way to a tactful way, which I think you've heard, I've heard you've done and also others I've done in the past is um, uh, it might be tactful to mention that you're in a relationship. If you are in a relationship, that might be one way. Of yeah. Doing it. But I'd also you know, give them a heads up, like you know the cliches of the summer you just die. But like yeah, a heads <laughs> up just so you don't just because I've been mean, I did that with, with two of my well, with two of my brothers. I just kind of like, okay, but there was no that like, kind of. Um, there's no kind of like nothing to warm them up into it. Yeah. Um, I think take things from there. Really. I think it's one of those things that people don't really get advice on, is it? No. And I'm not sure. And yeah. as someone who has come out to people, but not to the, mo- the two most important people, mm-hmm. I'm not sure how effective my advice could be. But how, how would what what do you think? What would your advice be? I think first out? of all, the most important thing I would say is that like you need to be like right in yourself. So. Mm-hmm. Um, don't so if you like obviously everyone's situation is different isn't it mm-hmm. like yes with some people it'll be easy to come out with come out with some people it won't and at the end of the day no matter what people say to you you're the person has to deal with the fallout with, um, with whatever so if you're if you don't feel like you're ready to come out do not come out yes yeah that's that's firstly the most important thing like only do it when you're ready don't be pressured by somebody to come out don't feel like you have to come out mm. like when you're ready because obviously cause I feel like this whole thing about us being in the gay community or the LGBT community is that, like, I feel like there's a difference between people who are closeted and people who are out of the closet mm. and kind of, like, people who are in the closet kind of get a bit forgotten about. Mm. But they're yeah. still very much in our community. Yeah. So, yeah, so first that first thing I'd say, yeah, so, um, yeah, come out when you're ready to. That's the most important thing I'd say. After that, I think... Um, what would I say in how to do I think it'd be good if like like I said for me it helps if I did it in stages so mm. tell some people who you know and you trust and who ultimately have your best interests at heart or who people that you do um, tell them first because yeah. then because when the conversations start getting bigger like there's a lot more at stake mm. and I feel like it will be easier to go through if you know you have like people you can talk to people you can text for support, uh, for more support before or afterwards, I think that is helpful. Yeah. Um, what else would I say? Um, yeah. Um, so what? Yeah, come out. Um, don't come out when you're not if you're not ready. Have people to support you and like. Um, I think what you said as well. Like when you're gonna tell people, probably have a plan for it. So. Yeah. I plan when I did it with my mom. I planned where I was going to be pretty much. I planned um, when I was going to do it, mm. and I kind of had a rough idea of what I was going to say. Mm. So when it came to it, it kind of it was a bit easier for the words to come out because mm. I kind of like I'd rehearsed it in my head so many times. 
uh, that definitely made it a bit easier. But um, honestly, like once I think once you have come out, it is like they say it's kind of like unburdening, like a bit of like an unburdening process, which is mm. a wonderful feeling. And when you know that people like love you, accept you for being who you are and for doing your own thing, like there's like there's like no feeling like it. That's great. Yeah. So yeah. So um, like I said, it's not it, it, coming out is not an easy thing to do, and people some people never do it. So um, that's one thing to appreciate, but there is like it inevitably will be difficult. But there are there is so much to gain from it as yeah. well, and you can get like a different perspective. You can get so much more confidence from doing it, and it really teaches you like how to like manage like different relationships with people after yeah. after the fact. I think it's just good to be to be open. Like a secrets, you know, secrets do take the toll. They do for sure, one hundred percent. They do, yeah. yeah. But yeah, um, um, I don't know. I think uh, just to, uh, to we're getting towards the end, I kind of want to say like that whole idea of like coming out to yourself. I just want to like reiterate for the last time because mm-hmm. for me that is just so important and one thing that I didn't know about when I was going through this process that like other people, if they're going through it, mm. then I really want you to know. And like if anyone who does listen to this, who um, are taking something from it. I mean, obviously, like, I just want to say that I would give like, all my support to, like, anyone out there who's going through a similar thing. And um, there are things, there are places that you can go um, around, like, on social media or different organisations or stuff who can help you if you feel, feel like you need some support that yeah. you can't get within your inner circle. Mm. Um, so that might actually lead us to a great segue to um, being, like, a spotlight Obviously, um, Kieran and I are both quite, quite big into music, quite big into uh, pop music, especially like popular music. Mm-hmm. And I quite like to draw attention to like um, like queer artists of colour. Okay. One in particular, his name is um, his name is Josiah Wise. He's from New York, but he goes by um, his stage name is like Serpent with Feet. Have oh, you right. heard of him before? I've not actually known Serpent with Feet. Yeah, Serpent oh. with Feet. So, yeah, he's, like, I think he's, like, about our age. He's in his late 20s. He lived in New York. He released an album last year, his debut album, called Soil. And, um, because he, I think before that, he had a, um, an EP called Blisters. Okay. And one of the songs, like, have you know Berlioz's, um, Symphony Fantastique? Fantastic, yeah. Yeah, um, one of his songs, like, is a sample of, you know, March to the Scaffold. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. It's like a sample of that one. Not so sure about it to be honest with you, you wouldn't have told him it, but his album Soil is beautiful. Okay. It's great. He has like I think he was raised in church as well, so he has like a really great kind of like um tenor voice. Right. It's like yeah. caramelly, like yeah. really good. And his music itself, um, it is like quite a lot of like jangly rhythms in it, like really interestingly made, interestingly produced. Mm. And he's got a song, like, um, one thing I do like about him, like, his look is, like, so, I don't want to say extreme, mm-hmm. but, like, he has, like, a huge septum piercing. Oh, God. Like, yeah. I'm a bit squeamish, though, yeah, I can't Yeah, like, he has, like, a huge septum piercing, because when I first saw him, like, I didn't take him at all. Okay. And, like, because he was, um, like, circling with feet, and I think he has, like, a pentagram tattooed on him somewhere, I think it might even be on his head. Right. And he has like um, I think it's the word deacon like like near his neck or something. So like when you see him, it's a lot to take in. Yeah. And at first, like I won't lie, it sounds bad, but I was put off by the look. Mm-hmm. But his music itself is just so good. Like he has his last song on the album is called "Bless Your Heart," and it's like openly queer. Like he talks about being in a relationship with other men. Mm. And that song, like, is just so gorgeous, man. So it's Serpent with Feet, and then it's, uh, he said he had the EP called Blisters and his album. His album is called Soil. Soil. Yeah, right, and okay. that came out last year, and genuinely one of my favourite albums of that entire year. And there were big albums to come out, that was when Christina Queens came out, mm-hmm. that was when Robin's latest album, if you listen to that, um, Honey, mm-hmm. that came out. And I feel like that, even though he's like relatively up and coming, you say, mm-hmm. that is just a strong... So one to watch, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely check him out then. Yeah, um, um, like Bless Your Heart, like I said, like it's so gorgeous. Um, he has a lyric, I can't remember, like I'll have to look it up again. But yeah, basically, like if I if someone, so it's like a, kind of like a lot of like romantic one, mm-hmm. and I feel like if there was someone like 
if I'm ever see someone and they make me feel like that song, then I know of, I know I'm winning. Basically, well, like, yeah, I know I've won at life. Yeah. <laughs> there we are. So yeah, Serpent with Feet. Um, if you don't know him, get to know. Yeah. Check him out. I think he is great, wonderful. Um, like I said, doing it for queer people of colour, amazing. But yeah, so that's a good place to wrap up on. So right. thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for listening to everyone. To so like, hopefully, <laughs> this is Black Boy Joy. Um, We'll be back soon. Yeah, we're finding out another episode and another topic. Thank you. Thank you very much.